All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I hate to break the fishing news after Ramchuk, but I'd like to speak about the ice hockey. Congratulations. You're one of the 13 listeners of the Real Life Podcast. We just traded a migraine in for like an orgasm. Might want to mark that down. Yep. All of my projects are on schedule until they're not. A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts. About as funny as we're going to get today. Welcome back to episode 302 of the Real Life Podcast. No Jay today. It's just myself, Liam, Wanye, Chalmers, and Bagged Milk. And we've got plenty to talk about in the Oilers world for sure. Busy day You've always been agency. there for me. Sorry. Busy You've always been there for agency. me, Liam. Liam's always been here. Always. Tyler, too, is way better. Way better. consistent person on this podcast here every Monday and Thursday. That's right. You're and steady. You You're my rock, Liam. You're my rock. You've been there since the beginning, and that's mm-hmm. why we respect you. Just like we respect the HGA Group. The HGA Group is the next generation of business services. They were built to serve you better so that when your business brings you challenges, HGA Group has these solutions. And Wanye, I believe we are going to be talking to some folks from HGA Group here shortly. Not today, but soon, yes? Very soon, Yeah. We're going to uh, just chat about, you know, we sometimes talk about business stuff and we go to have meetings with HGA and talk about business stuff and they are sponsors on our podcast. We thought, what if we took some of these conversations and put them on our podcast? People might be interested to hear some of the stuff we talk about. So we'll I might see. Ask, if- I might ask them about a meme that's going around right now on Instagram of this mm. kid that had a, uh, a lemonade stand, right? And they, she made about $200 in the span of an hour because... As people were buying lemonade, handing her five and ten dollar bills, she was just not giving change. She just said, "Thank you, enjoy your lemonade." So I'm smart ask HGA group about that. It's power. Yeah, well, you should ask them about that. You say, "Is that the most profitable restaurant ever invented?" Yes or no? Arguably so. You're paying ten dollars for a glass of lemonade. Come on. 
margins. The excellent. best thing about lemonade, I always, I like stopping for lemonade stands on driving. I like hassling the children. So I'm like, here's how you make money. Make your parents buy you lemonade, never pay them back, sell the lemonade, keep the money. It's genius. <laughs> I did You'll a, never make a better business. I did a Kool-Aid stand once upon a time at the town-wide garage sale when I was young. Oh, dang. Yeah. yeah. Did you clean up or what? Absolutely did. Cleaned up, went and bought candy, as you do. Maybe a skateboard magazine, something, whatever I was interested in at the time. Absolutely. Good living. When I lived in My kids country. took a lemonade stand to a whole new level when they went and got all the freezies and stuff out of our freezer. And they took like muffins and juice boxes and small pops that we had purchased put them all out. It was like a regular old convenience store out front of our house. Yeah. I was going to say, this is more like a bodega. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're selling loose smokes, eh? For yeah, two they, bucks. They went and bought a pack of darts <laughs> and selling, selling a cigarette for a buck. You know, hey, there you are guys, kids uh, out there buy selling cigarettes, like single cigarettes, just cleaning up right now. Oh, you know, stealing sure. a carton from mom and dad. I remember the first case. time I, I saw single cigarettes. I went down to the, I think it was in California. I'd never seen it at a convenience store. And there's just like these huge plastic drums up above the convenience store counter. And I'm like, what are those? And they're like cigarettes. I'm like what? Like single serve cigarettes. Jeez. Yeah. The first time I ever saw them was in Asia. And I was just like, wait a minute, you're just selling one cigarette for like 10 cents or whatever it was. Unbelievable. Chalmers. Is that the way? See, Liam, we'll know what to talk about. We didn't have that on our <laughs> list of shit. Did we buddy? Uh, mm-hmm. No, that wasn't on, that wasn't on the agenda today. Liam said before the show started, what are you guys going to talk about? And I said, it doesn't matter because whatever we plan to talk about, we won't talk about. Whatever we do talk about, we won't know we were talking about it until after we talked about it. Like single-serve cigarettes. You you know why I I like the dynamic on this podcast is because I get to play a role that is very easy for me to play. And that is... Yourself? (laughs) The guy, yeah. I get to come in here and be the guy... That doesn't pay attention. I bet you Bag Milk had a very busy day yesterday. And I'll bet you he knows a lot about what happened. And you know what's blissful for me? I don't. I kind of stuck away. I know what we did. I don't know what it means. I didn't sit there and uh, and um, live and die with every minute that went by. And But the best part about it is I get to come on here and I get to ask. I get <laughs> to say, so I know what we did yesterday. How do, let's 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 do the overall broad question that you can answer and then break down the finer points. Yes. Bag milk. We better off today than we were yesterday. In your uh, opinion. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. The Oilers are better. Today. Are you look like Shia LaBeouf in that one clip where he goes, I don't know. I mean, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> well, you are Shia like, LaBeouf. <laughs> here's the thing. The forward group undoubtedly better. Zach Hyman, yes. really excited about it. I just tweeted a clip um, of when he went one-on-four against the Kings in overtime, I don't know, a couple of years ago, I guess. And it's just yeah. incredible to watch his determination on the puck. Super excited about it. Um, Derek Ryan heard from our friend Ryan Pike at Flames Nation because he was a flame last year. He said, that's a great pickup for the Oilers. That is the kind of depth player they need. I like that. I like Warren Fogle. First of all, he gives us the opportunity to use countless super bad gifs going forward. And that is just there. That's jokes right themselves. You can't put a price on that. Everybody loves McLovin. Everybody. And we get to use those for the foreseeable future. Oh, McLovin's name was Fogle. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And for that reason alone, I like him. See now the cost of trading bear for Fogle. Ah, that one hurts. 
That one hurts because Bear was obviously a fan favorite, great in the community, great in the indigenous community. He was inspiring. Mm-hmm. I I loved the kid. So to see him get moved in a trade was a real bummer for me. Um, where I'm, I'm, I think the defense is probably close to being the same as last year. Maybe Liam, jump in on this if you if you disagree. But the the big goal, the big question for me is the goaltending. I just don't like the idea of bringing back Mike Smith and Nico Koskinen again for a third tour of duty. Smith is obviously going to be back for this year and next. I was just really hoping that, and there's still time. I was just right. really hoping that Nico Koskinen would be uh, not a part of the Oilers as day two of free agency ranked through. But so you you guys posted on O N uh, or on Nation uh, under, underscore O N on Instagram yep. a mm-hmm. quote that Ken Holland said, and I mean when you hear him say things like this, it kind of puts things into perspective. His quote is: "The only way I can get into the goalie market is if I trade a goalie." So I could not get into the goalie carousel if you wanted me to because of the contracts. So what he's basically saying is, did he handcuff himself into this position? Who made these contracts? What, 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 what is he talking about there? Shirelli, well, Shirelli signed Koskinen. That was his yeah. last move before. Remember on the way out, yeah. Chalmers? Do you remember this? That's basically yeah, what the, he did the, as the, he was walking I out do, the door. Yeah. Yeah, he's about to get fired. He's on his way out. And he's like, oh, by the by, before I get walked out by Rogers Place Security, <laughs> I'm just going to sign a complete unknown nine foot finish gully to a three year deal for unprecedented money. For, and the yeah. OEG kills me. So to answer the question, Chalmers, yeah, the Oilers are better, I think. They, the biggest problem that I had with the Oilers last year was the inability to get depth scoring. It can't just be Connor and Leon doing all the heavy lifting. It can't be. It just can't. And the Oilers are going to have more guys that can score up front. And I think that's good. I think that's really good. Losing Larson, I don't think, was part of the plan. So I'm, I can't hang that on Uncle Ken. Obviously, he had his reasons to go. Um, CC, I don't know how much, how I don't know enough about Cody CC to be honest to look at those as comparables. I know he had a people good love Cody CC. I don't know if he's a Larson trade off, but people love Cody CC, man. Who are these people that you're seeing? Because I see people on Twitter. Well, some people hate him, but there are Cody CC has fans, and I was talking to some of them as on this nation. And there's like people who are big Senators fans that said Cody CC was an important part of the team. Yeah, so Cody Cece, when he was in Ottawa, based on what I was reading this morning, he was in over his head, which isn't uncommon when you're on a shit team and you're a young guy. And then he moved to Toronto and he had a disastrous year in Toronto. Then he went to Pittsburgh and everything kind of settled in a little bit. So the guy's 27 too, so it's not like he's an old man over the hill. But it's going to be interesting to see how things play out because there's a leg for Oilers fans that wanted change on the roster. They sure as fuck got it. This team does not look the same as the one that got swept by the Winnipeg Jets. So it's going to be interesting to see how everything comes together and what else is yet to come. Because uh, daily face-off zone, Frank Saravalli is still talking about a guy like Koskinen as a potential goalie trade option. So does he move? Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. So and so, I guess another question I would have is from a lot of the fanfare and the you know minimal stuff that I saw on social media and just in the news um, – would you say that the Derek Ryan signing seems to be the favorite, the one that everybody kind of looks at and goes, that was the, the brightest of spots yesterday? No. Ask me what I think. Well, that one, the Derek Ryan one is just, that is a really solid. And because of yeah, the money, signing. because of how much it costs, right? Like it was a good signing for the price, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the complaints were that they got a second year, but like, who cares? You know, at the end of the day, who gives a shit about a guy who makes just over a million bucks getting a second year based on everything. And we had Ryan Pike from Flames Nation write us a little report on Derek Ryan. He says, and I'm paraphrasing because I don't have it right in front of me, but he says, when Derek Ryan is on the ice, you know, you are going to go get nine to 10 minutes of completely stress-free hockey. And that's going to help the others. But the big signing of the day was Zach Hyman. Yes. going to complain about the contract, the term, oh. the money, blah, blah, blah. But you know what? I've been watching Zach Hyman highlights this morning for an article I'm working on for weathersnation.com for Saturday. Man, this dude has got everything in his toolbox to turn himself into one of just a fan favorite here. He's a hardworking guy. He's a blue collar guy. The quotes that were coming out yesterday, he's, he's doing everything on his end to endear himself to Oilers fans. And based on, First the Gretzky all, poster? Gretzky poster. <laughs> oh, and the notorious... <laughs> fuck. The, okay, I'll tell you a little secret, Chalmers. It's a secret, though. Don't tell anybody. Okay. When the Leafs were beating the piss out of our beloved Oilers in the playoffs... Yes. And I was cringing and crying tears of blood. I happened to notice Zach Hyman was a beast against us. How many goals? Oh, yeah. Seven? Seven goals against us? Right? No, in, during the regular season, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, sorry, sorry, not playoffs. Regular season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The 10 games we played, he had seven goals against us, right? And just like Chalmers, like if you get a chance, go to my, go to my, I'll send it in the group text right now. But like if you see on my Twitter right now, I posted a video of Zach Hyman, uh, that four on nothing, the four on one play against the Kings in overtime. The guy's relentless on the puck. He is going to be the kind of player that if he does that kind of shit, yeah, man. for Con Con all, like if that's his job, he's going to do very well. If I was going to grudgingly admit to liking non-Oilers, which is very hard for me emotionally, and I already told everybody I love Matthew Kachuk, and I don't care who knows, Zach Hyman's one of those guys, man. I was never like I liked Milan Lucic when he was in Boston because I got it, but like a guy who'll go into the corners and muck it up, and a guy who will rifle shots. Zach Hyman is that similar type of player. Like, I'm really excited he's coming here. I think a lot he of people are. I think he doesn't. He doesn't even score on that clip, and it's amazing. Just mm-hmm. watching it, the stick to it is like just the absolute grit that this dude plays with. I, 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 I think I, I said the same thing last podcast about Zach Hyman was there's guys on the other team who you don't really know until they play you, yeah, and you notice them and they become a standout to you. And they're almost the 10 like, games against the Leafs, right? We normally yeah, would have like seen that over five years, right? I said, I remembered our Mia from <clears throat> Winnipeg like two or three years ago when he was getting like two goals a game on us and they were the difference. And he was just, he was dominating in every aspect, like out muscling people. And, and Hyman was that, that player. And so, yeah, I'm excited about that one. You, you also, you guys put out um, the lines as they would be, let's say they were suiting up tomorrow. And the one glaring thing I noticed was an X in our third line center position. So that one has kind of been filled a little bit with it's either Derek Ryan might be fighting above his weight class a little bit, like a touch, or he's just there to keep it warm for Ryan McLeod. So I, I think okay. they probably. So this was before the Derek Ryan signing. Okay. Okay. And also tell you what I'm fishing for Ryan Getzlaff too. Like if Ryan Getzlaff would have signed here, he ended up going back to Anaheim for 4.5, which would have been way too much. But like that, uh, that would have been a big ad. Didn't happen. So 
Derek Ryan, I think, is a is going to be a decent stopgap. What did Getzlaff end up signing for? Like one point two five or something? Four no, four five. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Anaheim bucked getting, up to keep their boy. I'm getting my Ryan's mixed up. Do you guys think Thinking. Kyle Torres has any life left on this team, or do you think he's just going to end up in Bakersfield next season? Because the reports are that he's been training a ton in Edmonton all summer. He's looking way better than he did. Like maybe he pushes McLeod and Ryan for that third spot again. If he, I hope so. Back. That'd be great to have all it three of those guys competing for that. I, I think the Oilers optimistic, but maybe it's still an option. I agree with you completely. And I think the Oilers for a long time, haven't had any com- competition for jobs for the most part. Guys are just kind of gifted a spot. And that's been that way for a long time. And having, you know, three players fighting over the same job. Great. Good news. I guess the other question I'd have was all the controversy, Liam. Do you think that Connor McDavid makes the team? Well, I think that good one's question. still up for debate, right? Like, is Connor- It could go either way, right? Yeah, He's got to have a good training cap. That's all I know. Exactly. A lot of he pressure for a number I one mean, pick to have fallen this far down the ladder. Mm-hmm. And especially after he drew zero penalties in the playoffs last year, you have to Oof. imagine that's being evaluated. Well, that's the interesting thing about getting Warren Fogle because that was the guy we were all making fun of a couple of years ago that he drew the most penalties in the NHL because the <laughs> dude is big and got wheels. So give us more power plays, Warren Fogle. And again, I can't fathom why people on Twitter are spazzing about Tyson Berry's deal. Like if the highest scoring defenseman in the NHL is on your team and he wants to play three more years here and you're like, no, thanks. I think you're a dumb, dumb idiot. How does that sound? You dumb, dumb idiot. Well, and also the thing about Tyson Berry, I'm confused about as much about a bunch of the Haiti guy. I get it that he's a little bit of a yard sale in his own end sometimes. And he's the highest scoring defenseman in the league. He can be paired with a defenseman. That's what I was going to say. Like you don't, strap a fifth wheel to your Ferrari and expect it to pull the fucking thing around, you know? So Tyson Berry is what he is. He's an elite offensive producing defenseman. He only he got a $700,000 raise over the yeah. discounted deal he took last year. It's three yes. years too. I don't think, yes. listen, if you think about it logically, three years is going to be just enough time probably for Evan Bouchard to step his game forward and just fill in that role eventually anyway. So These I guess- types- Sorry, go ahead. Thank I'm surprised. Go. I'm just I'm just a little bit surprised. It's not like Tyson Berry doubled his salary from last year. You know what I mean? It's not like oh. he went from three seven five to eight million bucks because he led the league in scoring. Like then I would get it. I was a little bit surprised by that one. Tyson Berry is what Justin Schultz needed to be. But he actually is that guy. He's the highest scoring defenseman in the league, and he's not expensive and he's not old. And we've always needed a puck moving defenseman. And I can remember when the Horde was like, when are we going to get that puck moving defenseman? He is here, you dumb, dumb idiots. Even to take it further, for years, it was Tyson Berry specifically that Oilers Mm -hmm. wanted in Colorado. There was rumors, I remember once upon a time, uh, thanks to the old tagging system we now use on the website, some of the old articles were coming up and it's like, should the Oilers trade Ryan Newton Hopkins for Tyson Berry? No, you can just have them both now. You have them both. They're both. That's what she said. Thank (laughs) Thank you. I think the question, sorry, I was going to say a question I have is how, aside from the Duncan Keith trade that happened, which I think everyone was just openly disappointed. And it's, I'm not, well, I don't think it's about the the players that were traded. It's more the money that wasn't kept. I think everyone can agree on that. Have the Oilers really had that bad of an off season besides the goalie situation? I think it's been pretty good. Like at the end of the day, I think after Lawson moved, it was pretty obvious the Oilers were going to have to probably do something different. 
That's kind of screwed everything. So they bring in CeCe and then you bring in Barry. So then you either have to sit Bouchard or Bear, one of those guys every night, more than likely. So is it not better to move Bear to have a third line winger who can actually contribute to the team than have Bear sit in the stands every night? Or I think Bouchard? The answer, I think the answer You're making is a lot of that, sense, Liam. Liam is that Oilers fans, there's one thing we do. It's love we love comparing players and situations to other players and situations. So we got hurt badly by the Jeff Petrie walking away for nothing thing. Now he's a, a very that we brought on ourselves by calling him a bum. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was Mac T brought it on himself by calling him a bum. But uh, I led the Jeff Petrie is a bum and needs to leave chant in my mind, in my own little world. I was very pro get the fuck out of here, Jeff Petrie. And I regret it every night. I lie about in bed and I think about how mean I was to him. And he's gone on to be a very good defenseman. Man. Very, very good. So I think that's the thing that this Ethan bear trade does is he's still so young mm-hmm. and coming up. Where does he end up? Where's his ceiling? You know, and I think they're comparing two situations directly. But it's again, it's like everybody's excited about Warren Fogel. People seem to forget that the Oilers picked up a damn good player there. Yeah. It's just the cost of acquisition is what hurts. And how I old judge is he, players 25? By- Warren think, Fogel? Yeah, he's 25, right? I think David might have even played in Aerie together. Like, I know they trained together. Yeah. Well, that was an interesting thing that I was reading is that Warren Fogel is trading with McDiesel right now. And Devin Shore was there. And there was a couple of, there was another order there. Nurse, Donald Nurse was there too. Yeah. And as the trade went down, they were all like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're part of it or whatever they were saying, you know, and that's, that's an interesting angle. A guy that's already familiar with the group training with them in the off season just comes to join the party. I judge all my players based on how cool their names are. And that's why I'm still confident Rico Fata will make it in the NHL. He could. But Warren Fogel sucks. As a name. And he sounds like an accountant who lives at the end of your street. And he has a Volvo that he washes every Sunday morning. And you're like, hi, Warren. How are you? And he's like, pretty good. I have my Volvo. And you're like, I know your Volvo. Great. That's who Warren Fogel is to me. He's not a line-busting NHL man. That's for sure. No, no, no. I'll tell you one thing. The super bad gifts. Is, it's the gift. Warren Fogel, nah, you can true. be even on the trade, you know? Okay, you, if you're okay. looking for If you're looking for something to tip the scale, mm-hmm. the old McLove and Jeff should do it for you. Because I was having a good time with them yesterday. We've only just gotten started. We got to find a way to make sure that we make a lot of patented nation nonsense about Hyman, but we leave the obvious alone. What is the obvious? Well, let's say you had a new friend and his name was Charles Cockknuckle. Mm-hmm. You probably would just call him Charles. You wouldn't call him Mr. Cockknuckle in front of other people because of all the laughter. I kind of feel like Hyman's of the same type. I respect him so much. I don't want to make any of the low hanging jokes because I'm sure this motherfucker has been hearing them his entire life. And I'm nope. sure he's like, I get it. I get it. I get it. Hyman. Right. Like he's been hearing it forever. I don't want to go that route. You know who I'm worried about is Gene Principe. He's a professional, but sometimes As if you could see a kind <laughs> man like Gene Principe interviewing Hyman to be like Hyman, eh? Like the Hyman. <laughs> Chalmers, how do we stay away from the low hanging fruit in this scenario? I have no nickname. idea. Different a nickname. nickname. For, a nickname for Fogel. Well, no, for, for Zach Hyman. Hyman. For Zach, oh my God! 
Don't ask me that. Exactly. Wow. You got to do a non Hyman Hyman nickname, like H Town. Uh, H Town is awful. I'd rather yeah, where are you at, H Town? Mulva. Mulva. Yeah, you give him a worse nickname? <laughs> Seinfeld Charles reference. Co- yeah, yeah, old yeah. Charles Cockknuckle? Yeah. Harry Paratestes? I don't know what you call him. You've got to give him a good nickname. Zach Hyman's going to be a fan favorite. Charles, mark it down in your book that you got on your desk there. Hyman equals fan favorite? Question mark? Check mark. Because it's true. Nickname? He's already. He's he's already. I think. Like I like him. I don't know. No, that's not fan favorite talk. That's like, oh, what do you want at Subway? I don't know a sandwich. I guess. Zach Hyman is not a Subway sandwich. He's a fucking delicious steak. Goes in the corners. To the old Google machine. Zach Hyman's nickname is Hims. Nope. I ain't gonna do it. H Y M S. So Hymes, I guess. But that's a very hockey boy nickname. Very bold. No, and we're not calling a slap shot a Hyman Buster Chalmers. We are not. <laughs> we are not calling it that. Nobody was going to call it that. Nobody was going to. What's his it? number? What number is he going to run? Well, that's the interesting thing, too, because yesterday that also made me laugh. This is one of my favorite stories of uh, from free agency, actually, was we're just getting going. The contract just went through for Zach Hyman, and my phone rings, and it's Josh T. Park, Nation Video Producer mm-hmm. Extraordinary. You know it. He's like, bag milk. I don't know what to do. I was like, what's going on, buddy? He's like, I just made a Photoshop of Zach Hyman saying, welcome to the Oilers and blah, blah, blah. But I put him in number 11 because that's what he wore for the Leafs. But fucking Mark Messier wore number 11 here. Now everybody's mad at me. And I was just like, this is 2021 internet in a nutshell. People getting very mad at you for making a Photoshop <laughs> with the guy's number he wore not in Toronto. Yeah. So um, I can't wait to find out what number devil's advocate is. If you're making fucking photoshops for the Oilers and a guy wore 99 on another team, Mm. you probably Mm -hmm. don't want to do that with the Oilers. (laughs) What number would you put on him then? What number would you put on him then? Supreme franchise history. Mm. Who did that? Josh Park, the lovable Josh Josh T. Park. Josh T. Park. Yes. I mean, that is in that's fireable. I'm not going to like. Oh, my God. What do you want to just blur out the numbers all together and put 69 he he on the back? What do you want? <laughs> yeah. I want to see this. 69 he he. Yeah. Lazy, what do you think he lazy can run, Josh T. Park. What did he run in junior? That's a good question. Number. I don't know. I know he was number 11, obviously, with the Leafs, but I'll, uh, I'll check. To see he was drafted by Florida, right? Yep. Yep. See how I know that, Travers? Because I secretly have loved Zach Hyman since we played them this year. Yeah. Yeah, I think. What are you playing, Florida? I'm excited, man. I'm excited. I'm very excited. I think this is a fan favorite. You know how I love the Oilers bag milk. I do. I love you the Oilers. Like you made a whole career out of loving the Oilers. Sort in a way. of. I try ten percent, five percent of the time. Mm-hmm. But when a new Oiler shows up, and I'm like, wait a minute, did he write a children's book? And they're like, yes, three I'm in like, fact. Huh. Does he have a big thing of Wayne Gretzky on the wall, despite the fact he hasn't been an Oiler for more than an hour? Yes, he does. In fact, it's a fucking, what is it, Jackson Pollock? No, Andy Warhol. Andy Warhol, yeah. What's next to that in his wall, says I to this imaginary Oiler? Oh, a giant, notorious B.I.G. painting? Like, there aren't that many more boxes left to tick on my chart. I can't find out what number he used to wear in junior. So if you know, let us know. I'm curious. I'd like to know. Maybe we can make his non-sex nickname around his number, like the big 4-2. Despite 
what Josh T. Park did at Photoshop. He will not be wearing number 11 here in Edmonton. So I am curious because I think, I think this guy's going to sell a lot of jerseys too, man. So I, I, I bet it won't be long for the Oilers to announce his number. If you're mad about Josh T. Park's Photoshop, you're a boohoo baby. And you need to go with all the people who are mad about Barry resigning. And you need to all get on an elevator and go away. I'm not mad. I just pride myself on um, when I'm doing my job that I have an attention to detail. And <laughs> putting Zach Hyman as number 11 in a Photoshop right now, we don't know what other number he could be, though. Uh, pretty much any other number but 11, uh, 99, uh, I see. 31. So when you watch Avatar, uh, did you four. think those were real beings when you watched Avatar? Were you like, oh, my God. <laughs> How did they get these creatures on camera? Are there jersey numbers hanging in the rafters of Rexall pl- or Rogers Place? <laughs> no, but I look no, at Avatar and I'm like, this is fiction. And I look at him wearing 11 as an oiler and I'm like, this is also I fiction. I would have not even been okay with if he, they put down the eight Garth Brooks appearances on his back. I would have said, no. <laughs> Nine Garth silly. Brooks appearances get Nine the number Garth- one, Chalmers. That it is, would be my hope uh, when lazy. the cup is one and they shoot the fireworks off, one the straight Rod- firework, what would have been that Garth Brooks banner. What would have been funny is the number of games Rod Phillips called <laughs> has the number on his back. Yeah. Just to yeah. piss everybody. Yeah. Listen. Is there is there a rule that prevents you from going triple digits, I wonder, on your number? Because I'd like yes. to see that. Yes. It's in the Constitution. Hmm. Of America? Yeah. yeah. And Canada, too. It's like no player shall have us three digits. It's true. I think that was point six. <laughs> if you come into the NHL and you're like, oh, hi, I'm here. I'd like to be number, fuck, what's a goof number? 48. I'll Kirk Maltby. There's just some numbers you can't take players <laughs> seriously. Chalmers, do you agree? There's numbers you can pick as a player that you're like, I'm here for a good time, not a long time. Yeah, I, I don't take a lot of numbers very seriously because it's just we grew up with like the standards and then it was kind of crazy when guys would go higher than like 30. Now you got like a 47 on your team and nobody bats yeah. an eye. It's weird. Knowing how, if you were, were going to be given a number, Chalmers, but the one that you did not want the most, which one would it be? The number that I don't want the most on an yeah. NHL team, if I was to no, get like a number. No, like Chris Chalmers plays for the Edmonton Oilers. Ooh, yes. congratulations. You assigned this jersey number. Which uh, one would bum you up? 61. 61, eh? So Rick 61 Nash. is lame. 61 actually is one of it's one of the only numbers not worn by an Edmonton Oiler. Wouldn't be me. Uh, Wouldn't start at me. Well, Do you, you think there's a league rule preventing me as an oiler from walking up to whoever's in charge and saying, I'd like to be 69. There's NFL players with 69. There is of. right. Like, cause they have so many no players. on their 69s have ever played for the others. No, I don't really think 69 any 69s have ever played in the NHL. No, I doubt it. I doubt it. What if your that. name was instead of Cody CC, your name was Cody. He, he, and you asked to be number 69. Do you think your coach would cut you like ha ha Clinton Dix? What does that mean? <laughs> That's a player for the Green yeah, yeah. Bay Packers. And His name is Ha Ha? Ha Ha Clinton hyphen Dix. <laughs> it's not his real name. I know it's it not? isn't, but it's still awesome that he goes. It's by not it. his real name. He changed no, his Nick name. That we could do a whole show oh, on just boy. funny NFL names. Oh man, like what am Bartavius I Mingo. That's one of my favorite things about the NFL draft is just some of the the interesting names that have come up. Oh man! So uh, looks like Greg McKeg 
wore number 69 during the 2011-2012 preseason with the Toronto Maple Leafs. That guy fucks for show. That that recent, 2011? Yep. Then he switched to uh, number 39 as his normal jersey. But during preseason, he wore 69. Nice. I'd, I'd go to the equipment manager and be like, I have to talk to you, man. Listen. <laughs> In the old country where my people are from, what country? It doesn't matter right now. Listen to my story. We finally got freedom in 1969 after years and years of overlord rule. And I told my grandma on her deathbed to celebrate our independence. If I ever made it in pro hockey, I would take the year of independence of our great nation and wear it on my back. And that's why I need to be number 69. They'd be like, all right. And then I'd get the jersey. like, "Ah, nice. Nicholas Backstrom wore number 69, the Dynamo Moscow in the KHL during the 2012-2013 lockout. What? Like, does 69 mean anything in Russia? That's a good question. Alex Burmistrov wore 69 for Akbar's Kazan in the KHL. And that was, uh, I chose six, which is sad. Here's what's not sad. Through 65 games, he had six goals and nine assists. So we picked 69. Nice. Nice. Andrew Desjardins, San Jose Sharks. He wore number 69. That was in 2013. Really? Pierre Grandchamp. That was the Colorado Avalanche sled hockey team. If you want to be a hero to Oilers fans and you want to do a Luke Gazdick and score on your first goal and be a hero in these streets, go 69. Uh, in 2004, Mel Engelstad. He only played two NHL oh, of games for the did. Washington Capitals, but he did wear number 69. Mel Engelstad? No, no, no. That doesn't work for me. Yep. And those are, that's the only five instances that I can find really quickly here. In the history of the NHL, only five guys party. Do you want me to give you some funny sports names of all time? Yes. Absolutely. This person once played for the Edmonton Trappers, I do believe, but Stubby Clap was a good oh, one. Oh, yeah. That's a good name. There's an old 1930s baseball player whose name was Urban Shocker. <laughs> you, can't, you can't get away from my favorite College basketball player of all time, Your Highness Morgan. <laughs> That's a great That's Judy a great Babbitt. Name. Man, they're they're these God Sham God. <laughs> what? This, this guy's name is God Sham God. Oh man, <laughs> Dick Pole, Dick <laughs> Dick Trickle, Dick Trickle. I knew that one. Yeah, That's gold. Danger Four Piece. <laughs> Get yeah, out. God man. Sham God played for Providence. Look him up. Danger Four Piece is a fucking sweet name, man. Danger Four Piece. Such that's a good like, one. As I'm getting barbecue Vegas, that's what I'm. That's my outfit name. Is Danger Four Piece. <laughs> Danger Four Piece. Oh man! But just the NFL has. There's a guy. I'm. I, I'm pretty sure. There's a guy in the NBA right now, and his name is Precious. His first name is Precious. <laughs> yeah, my Your name. life has been so hard with a Do name you know like him? Precious. Yeah, Precious. If I was a Precious GM, a if I was a GM and I was looking at a list of draftees and there was a kid named Precious, I'd pick him because his life has been so hard relative to everybody else that if he's managed to shake off being named Precious and still get drafted, pick him. I'm pretty sure he has a brother too. And I'm pretty sure his brother's name is like something – Insanely Moopy. similar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't remember now. Precious Achua. That's cool. 
I like that. I remember yeah. when Miroslav Shatan came to the Oilers, I was like, this is unbelievable. I can't even get over how shocking this is. There's a guy named Satan. And when yeah. he got here, he <laughs> called home to his dad in the Czech Republic when those days that took a lot of work and doing and said, my name means the devil over here. I need to change my last name. And his dad was like, you be proud of who you are. I told him he wasn't allowed. <laughs> That's a real story, man. Oh, my God. Okay. I got a name to you, the Achua family. The Achua <laughs> family has five siblings. First sibling, God's gift, Achua. Oh, no. Oh, no. Second Man, sibling, God's will, Achua. <laughs> Third sibling, promise, Achua. Fourth sibling, peace, Achua. And Ooh. fifth sibling is grace, Achua. I was really hoping that the fifth one was just going to be like fucking Ken Don. Or something, you know? Yeah. I mean? <laughs> Tony. I'm just going to go on the limb here What's and say name? those Tony. kids were for sure homeschooled, right? Uh, what? You're not rolling through <laughs> private or public school with names like that and not fighting every minute. That's a public, uh, that's a homeschool name. If you saw the Achua brothers, I don't think anybody's going to say anything about their names. For real? These guys are They're big. Massive. They're all, <laughs> like three of them are pro athletes. They're, Professional basketball players. They're huge. Named God's Will in the league. God's Will Achua. Yeah. Plays professional basketball. Is that his nickname, God. though? Or is that that's a real no, name? No, his real name, name is God spelt G-O-D apostrophe S-G-I-F-T. That's God's gift. That guy plays <laughs> NBA basketball. He does not play NBA basketball. He is still in university and plays for St. John's University. What about uh, the other ones? God's will is currently <laughs> God. God's will. What does God's will do? Uh, he's a biographical. That was that I song am. by Drake, wasn't it? God's will. Yeah. God's will. Yeah. He gets songs written by Drake. Yeah. You would need to have 21 pieces of ID to cash a check. No kidding. No one would ever buy that. That's your name. They'd be like, what? No, no. And you'd be like, oh, I'm here to stay at a hotel. My name's God's will. They're like, oh, we thought that was a fake and canceled it. I love it. I love that. By comparison, my name's really boring. Yeah, should we say it? Uh, bag milk, yeah. Yeah, it is boring. That's super boring. It is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I almost think that that's disrespectful to religion to name your kids like that. God's will? I think God's like, really? Even God would be like, really? Yeah, but it's, it's their God's parents will. are probably very... Yeah, but still... Even God's yeah. like, I like the sentiment, but you need to be able to get a credit card that doesn't ask questions every time you go to buy something. I'll tell you one thing. When I have a baby, I might sell the rights to the name. See what I can get, you know? If it's Welch's grape juice milk, then that's fine. You know? As long as we're getting some cash. Yeah, how much you think you're going to get for that? You think that's going to pay a college tuition or something? I don't know. Are I you would plan hope... on going back to school, bag milk? Uh, yep. For the kids. Yeah, yeah. For my unborn children named Welch's grape juice. Oh, I, I thought maybe I, you were going to go take the money and go to school with it. I might. I might. Maybe now is the time that I can build up my Etsy store. So I'll need to learn some design and some sewing skills. So my child's naming rights will pay for it. So uh, I, I think you could get a college tuition worth of money out of Welch's to name your kid Welch's grape juice. You definitely get a lot of pub on social media for selling mm-hmm. your Do you think God name. paid that family to get good PR? Yeah, he yep. pays them every day in faith. Yep. Oh. <laughs> you didn't see that coming, did you? Yeah, every day above ground is God paying his dues on that one. 
I like this show. You look, your M Tech would never let us talk like this. <laughs> Remember, every day is rented, not owned. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> Why do you laugh like that? <laughs> Remember, so every moment's precious. Just there kidding. You know what else is precious, Chalmers? Going to twigandberries.ca and using the Nation 15 promo code and getting 15% off some fresh ginch. Right? Look good, feel good, Chalmers. You always say that. Always. So what you need to do is head on over to twigandberries.ca. Shop by category. What are you looking for? Tops, bottoms, underwear, socks, hats, masks, gifts? All of it. They God's gift? Exactly. It's available at twigandberries.ca. And if you use, again, Nation 15, you'll get 15% off your order. Even You know what? I recommend you get, grab yourself a pair of nut sacks. Liam, I'm wearing them right now. Feel great. Going to blog great. Podcast great. All thanks to our friends at twigandberries. Twigandberries.ca. Thank you. Well said. <laughs> Equinemius St. Brown. <laughs> what a crazy. Name. There's great names out there. You know why I love Equinemius St. Brown? Because he might be getting passes thrown to him by my boy Aaron Rodgers. Hey, Juanya, you might be interested in this. Aaron Rodgers has had quite the offseason ever he since. He carved his organ. He carved Green Bay. So, like, so like yes. Uh, yes. Hold on, yes. hold on. I don't know anything. Hold on. Okay, don't so infer I'll, I know anything. I'll tell you the story. Nothing. So Aaron Rodgers is a one-time Super Bowl uh, champion and a one-time uh, league MVP. He yes. has been with the Green Bay Packers for 16, two-time, well, two-time, coming up. No, he got handed the thing, win, but when Favre left, year? he took over. Yes, he right? did. He did win yeah. that last year, and I'm getting to it. It's, okay. it's, it's a buildup. So sorry. he's been with the Green Bay Packers for 16 years. And since Favre, right, Chalmers? Yes, since yeah. Brett Favre. And so they, on draft day, he, he slid in the draft. That really doesn't paint picture to this story. But in the last 12 years, they have not – uh, drafted a offensive player to help him. He's one of the best players in the NFL year after year, maybe one of the most talented at times, and they've never helped him. And the one time that they decide to go out and get an offensive player in the first round, it's his replacement. It's a guy what? named Jordan Love who they get in the first round as a quarterback. And that, to him, was just kind of pissed him off. He didn't like That's the your way- replacement. Yeah, he didn't like the way that they had been treating like the vets. And, and I kind of go back and forth with that. Like the NFL is a little more cutthroat. But ever since this last draft, you know, they kind of they, they didn't tell him. They never asked him about drafting the quarterback. And so they kind of, you know, it was a big story on that draft. But then this draft, he put out this thing about, you know, kind of not wanting to be with Green Bay any longer and, and how he's had a problem with the organization. And yesterday, he did what a lot of guys don't do in a press conference, and that is for 30 minutes, he told the whole story. He was completely candid. He to- really? You know, yeah, mm-hmm. regardless of, of, of how it made him look or how it made the organization look, he basically told the truth and just said, this is what's been happening. This is why it's like this. He, he said it had nothing to do with them drafting my replacement. It had to do with X, Y, Z. And it was just refreshing. And to, like, to say that he carved the organization – Yes and no, but they kind of did it to themselves. You know, they, they, they're getting that last year in his MVP season. So last year he wins the MVP of the league. And on the last play of the, you know, quarterfinal or like the, the conference final to get to the Super Bowl with one play to go, they're down by three 
or down, they're down by seven. They're down by seven. I thought it was- and they kick a field, they kick a field goal. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why are you taking the ball out of the MVP's hands in the last play of the conference final? Like it made no fucking sense. And it's just like the cherry on the top of the disrespect last year in uh, it, he's, he, he's has one of the best wide receivers you could ever have, but he's never really had like a second or a third wide receiver. He's always made do with kind of, you know, run of the mill guys. And what do the Packers say? What, what, what are they like? Oh, just hang in there. Like, they what don't is their... really say. They don't really say much because, as you might not know, well, it is the only sports team right now that is literally owned by a collection of yeah, fans. If you're a yeah, shareholder, yeah, yeah. if you're, yeah, right. So, but they had a wide receiver that he clicked with in training camp, and this wide receiver put up big numbers, and then they cut him. What? They fucking cut him. They didn't ask him. They just cut. The Why? Guy. Because I don't know. Because they have a philosophy of doing business that just doesn't align with him. But his real problem is, is like, I think I've earned over fucking 16 years with you that I've earned like the opportunity to at least be in the conversation. And they weren't for sure it. shit. Yeah. So it was refreshing so yesterday. I, so he I, quit I watched, the Packers, right? He left the team, right? No, he showed up. He, there was a whole thing. Is he going to not show up? Is he going to hold out? I thought they you offered know, him like, a, I thought I read a thing. They offered him a ton of money and he said no. As uh, no, well, he has one year left on his contract, but he, he they oh. offered him a basically like, uh, oh, look, we've treated you bad here, take this. And he's just like, it's not about the money, man. Like, it's it's never been about the money, you know. He's made a lot of money, he, he's grateful to the Packers organization for all the money he's made. But it was just, it was just nice to see a guy who's thoughtful and like say, just tell the truth. And just be up there, answer every question. He answered some hard questions. He thanked the people for the questions. He never got all defensive about it. And he was just, it was, like I say, in in this time of like, you know, guys not wanting to put themselves out there because, I mean, it can be negative on social media if a guy tells the truth all the time. Look at Kevin Durant, right? Like, he has a, he has a tough, he has a tough time. But this one was just different, and it and it. I watched the whole thing thirty minutes yesterday, and it was uh, it was interesting. What was one of the? I things think it's amazing. Like, What's Ali? Go ahead. Luke. I was going to say, didn't he say he's like Green Bay isn't a, a holiday destination? People come here to play with me, something like that. Right? So at least, so at least, yeah. He says <laughs> this isn't a holiday destination. People come to this team to play with me. So at least have me in the meetings. Yeah, because and they weren't like, even doing that. He was frustrated about the head coach being hired too. Because he said, what did he say, yes, Matt LaFleur? He was like, I like Matt LaFleur, but nobody asked me if I wanted Matt LaFleur here. He's like, I deserve that respect. Yep. Or like, even like, to be asked the question. The best, like, the best the player, Tom Brady. I mean, you're talking about the best player on your team, Connor McDavid. These guys get asked about fucking personality. Connor McDavid, Bagbelk and I were talking about this earlier. He approves every single trade. Or at least he uh, approves or no guaranteed he approves every single trade. I guarantee it. I don't know, but I don't know if I buy approves, but I definitely believe he's involved in the conversation because it's I just his opinions. Bad business sure. not to it's so just you bad think bad business milk? to not sorry include your best and most like your, the face of your organization. It's just you're alienating him. Like it's fucking stupid. It makes no sense. So you think bag milk that a guy, what, what's the guy with the funny name, like my neighbor with the Volvo that doesn't exist? Warren Fogel? That's the one. You think that Connor didn't sign off and be like approved or even suggest it? I bet that Ken Holland 
picked his brain. Hey, I know you trained with this guy. What do you think? What kind of person is he? We're looking at trading for him, blah, blah, blah. I bet that happened for sure. Do you think yeah. that people show up in Oilers silks that Connor McDavid didn't know about in advance? Mm, I would find that hard. to. I would find, like yesterday, if you look at yesterday, what happened with Zach Hyman guarantee Connor knew. I bet he knew. Fogel, he obviously knew because they were together at the time of the trade. Uh, I would be surprised if he didn't know about Cody CC. Yeah, I would be surprised if he doesn't know about what's coming, but I don't know if approved is the right word that I would use. Okay, okay. The players can talk to other players, right? It's just coaches and GMs that can't talk. I bet they just... Well, you're not supposed to. Not supposed to, Liam, like, I thought it's so fucking funny how yesterday the buzzer goes at 10 a.m. and then, like, $100 million of contracts are pouring in. Well, it was... um, Ken Holland said yesterday in his media availability, he's like, yeah, we spoke to J.P. Barry and Cody CC yesterday about signing with the Oilers. And he's like, okay, well... Well, wait a minute. You're not supposed to do that. I think think the transparency behind that went away a long time ago when, like, that was happening also in other sports. Guys were sitting out front of people's houses at 12.01 with a contract being, like, just to show how much they wanted them. These are in other sports. But, oh, yeah. There's there's tons of stories about NFL coaches that were sitting literally at the gates of a free agent's house with a contract be, just to show them how much they wanted them and, and, and get them to sign them right then and there. And, and yet they also mistreat Aaron Rodgers to that degree in the same sport. <laughs> yeah. Well, it I is interesting to see like, Hey, when just in sports or it's a fucking cold business, isn't it? Like if you look at like Vegas, as an example, Mark Andre Fleury just won the Vesno award and he was traded for no return weeks later. Like that's how can crazy. that be? I don't even understand how that works. That's uh, a good question. <laughs> it's always future considerations that gets thrown in, right? Like, like we're paying a million dollars a foot for a Finnish guy we've never heard of, and the Vesna winner is available for free. How? Cap space. They are like that's the going back to the Duncan Keith thing Liam talked about earlier. It's like we're all happy about Duncan Keith for the most part. It's just the inability to have Chicago retain salary is the problem. Cause he, it's been a minute since Duncan Keith was Duncan Keith, I guess is the problem. And then you look at what Chicago did immediately after and take an entire asset away from Seattle for no return whatsoever. It just makes it frustrating. Fair enough, I suppose. But I also think that, you know, Yesterday was a tough day to do the job we do in the sense that it was a very negative place to, 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 to wade through. Like the pool was full of pits yesterday. I know? think it's because everyone's going insane because of COVID. That's why. Oh, you said you didn't want to talk about COVID. Well, I'm mentioning it as a signpost. <laughs> I, just seeing with Holland doing his interviews and always talking about Chelios and how he won five Stanley cups or whatever. And all that garbage every time, like, People are just so frustrated with what he has to say in these press conferences when it comes to sign someone. And then all these analytic things are getting thrown out and how this guy's just like trash now and all this. And it's like, well, can we just see what these guys are like when they actually hit the ice? You know? There's none of that though, right? Liam, it's yeah, just, it's there's crazy. like the spreadsheet boys, like, and I follow analytics too. I like to yeah, look, I like yeah, me to too. guys numbers, but like you're a hundred percent right. 
what happens when they actually start playing in October? Because mm-hmm. I just posted uh, on our Instagram, it's only 76 days till the home openers. We got a ways to wait, but that may also means two plus months of arguing about bullshit. So can I got we, a number for you. Number boy, 69. <laughs> when does, when does training camps open? Mid September. Is it back to schedule as usual? Are we yeah, back 82 to like- games? But it starts later. Yeah. Right. Starts a little yeah. later. Yeah. So October 13th is the Oilers uh, season opener this year. Do you think, do you see that it will come to, because any NHL players are so quiet that this would never be a thing, but that what they, that they would do what the NFL is doing, basically saying that our insurance is going to cover you if you're not vaccinated. Do you think you could see the NHL doing something like that? Mm-hmm. Wanye shaking his head. Yes. I, I'm surprised. I think, it it's just fucking, I think it's just good business to do that. It's like, you know, they put all these things in their contracts. Like you can't go water skiing. Remember who was the, who was the fucking NHL player who like went skiing or something and hurt themselves and oh, lied about uh, it. The defenseman. <laughs> oh yeah, Lupo. no, it was Joffrey Lupo. <laughs> right. And so like, there's just simple things like, sure. I understand that you don't have to wear a seatbelt, but a seatbelt's going to keep you safe. And you have the choices to whether or not you want to wear a seatbelt to keep you safe in the car. Cause if you get in a car accident, you have the chance to die. Well, if I am employing you and my insurance covers you and I put in my contract that you have to wear a seatbelt when you're in a car, I don't think that's a fucking lot to ask, right? Like, I think that's something that's just normal. And so to say that we're not going to insure you and you're not going to be kind of welcome on a team, there's not going to be a place for you if you're not vaccinated. I understand these guys' like um, hesitancy if they have it because they just, you know, are different thinkers or whatever, but it's it's something that I think has to be done. And you got a guy like Ryan Tannehill. Do you know who he is? He's a quarterback uh, for the uh, Tennessee Tennessee. Titans. And he said that he wasn't going to get the vaccination for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. But when he heard this, he got it. Right. And so it's working. And, but there's still like, it's hitting close to home with me. I love the Arizona Cardinals. We, we know that. And DeAndre Hopkins is, one of the best wide receivers in the game and has played with our team for one year, which was the COVID year. And this year he's saying that I don't really want to get the vaccination for his own personal reasons. And he can see his NFL career being like cut short because of this rule. If you're willing to play with like ripped ligaments and all this crazy shit and play through conkies and all this stuff. It's fucking insane. Get a fucking vaccine. It's insane. I, like I don't know. I, I just. I, I wonder. I wonder if the NHL's vaccine numbers are good. Like I wonder if they're kind of because if the NFL, like we kind of saw it with the NBA too, when they shut down the league, there was a whole ripple effect with all the other leagues shut down too. I wonder if the NHL has kind of looked at it and been like, okay, our COVID vaccination numbers are like ninety percent of the players have got it. You know, I wonder if they don't need to go to that level to put in that kind of rule but also i think they should put in that rule so then we're not having weeks of like minnesota or buffalo and vancouver when they just got wiped out last season too like did maybe the yeah or dallas at the beginning of the season right but the the obvious progression to this is that they're that you it's like life insurance right for a smoker and a non-smoker life insurance for a smoker is pretty fucking easy to get and it's pretty cheap right and you can get a nice little package there but if you're a smoker, 
you're going to pay a lot more and they're going to ask you a bunch more questions, right? So if you're an NFL player or an NHL player and you get the vaccine, you're under our insurance plan. We're going to take you. But we're going to have this other insurance uh, writ, uh, underwritten. It was it called underwritten. What is it yeah. called? Yeah, 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 underwritten. Yeah. Yep. And that's going to be the non-vaccinated players insurance policy. It's going to be way more. You can still be in the league, but there's a lot more risk to it. Like, doesn't that seem like the natural progression to this? You can't wear a cup or a helmet. <laughs> it seems like it's like I mean, for a multi-billion-dollar organization, you would think that just it's gonna it's inevitable that it would end up there. No. Yeah. If you don't want to have a vaccine, but you want to play in the NHL, you cannot wear a cup, and you have to put a target on the groin of your pants. And be like, okay, man, maybe you won't get hit. Maybe, <laughs> maybe you'll dodge two bullets every but game. Eh? On a serious note, I do. Oh, is that right? I do see the hypocrisy between the NFL being so concerned about their players that they get the vaccination, and for years saying that head hits don't cause concussions, which don't then cause CTE, which don't because head hits aren't long contagious. Right. Right. No, and no, no. I when, they, they, when this thing kicked off, teams are like, this is all bullshit. And then they saw athletes actually get ill and teams go down. Right. And that's but why they, I think they were it. late adopters to it. And then they, For formed, sure. they, then they paid out a big time sum of money to old players saying basically like we didn't protect you enough. And I believe that like they're doing, I mean, I don't know, but I would imagine that it would be in their best interest to do above like to go above and beyond with their research and try to make the game as safe as possible right so it's going to be interesting to see how the courts because a lot of them are closed and remote and shit right now around the world react to the legal ramifications of the pandemic like if somebody insisted that you get a vaccine or insisted that you come to work and you get sick i don't think you can sue your employer I think they've give, they're going to give them like an indemnity where you can't get sued over it because otherwise everybody could sue everybody over getting it right that's what we need. More litigation. <laughs> HGA group. Lawyers. So I guess. More Olympics. Yeah. I was going to say, should we talk about the Olympics a little bit? I uh... Let's just. Can I first tell you guys about Manscapes before we talk to oh, the Olympics? Because yeah. I was watching some swimming. And let me tell you, those boys are well Manscaped. And if Speaking you. Speaking of litigation, take your balls to smooth court. Mm-hmm. If you, the lawnmower 4.0 is out now from our friends at Manscaped. I personally have the lawnmower 3.0. Works great. Can only imagine that the 4.0 is like the Cadillac of pube trimmers. Do you need an extra testicle to be allowed to get the 4.0? Or can you apply you for it with two? You can apply for the extra testicle if you want. Do you apply for a Manscaped or do you buy one? How you buy work? one. I you see. buy one. It's it's very very easy. One, they All can't you have say to no. Do, I mean, they could say no. I suppose. Company All you have to do is go no. to manscaped.ca. Right. And you too can get a manscaped, and even better, if you use the promo code Real Life, you get twenty percent off your order and free shipping. You want free shipping, Chalmers? Of course you do. Yeah. Well, what I what I really really appreciate about them is they say that you can't nick. Your skin with these, and I don't know. You how can they, too. I, I, no, they, no, how did you how manage you? to do that, Staggy Balls? Yeah, you've got, whoa, you've whoa, got whoa, loose whoa. skin there if you're nicking <laughs> me. I don't use Manscaped. <laughs> I'm using a Manscaped 12.0 that you guys haven't even heard of yet. <laughs> and it's all lasers and drones. You just bathe in there? 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wear a cod piece of nair to bed once every six months. Well, Manscaped has got the tools for the job, and everybody knows the right tools for the job. Proper grooming requires precision-engineered tools. Not only does a man's sensitive areas require it, but hygiene demands it. Mm. Manscaped.com. Again, promo code real life. All right. That was a real nice read. Thank you. Hey, you know what the one thing that uh, we don't have right now, which I would like, is pubic hair. No. Yeah. That's more all freshly shaved. Gone. Like uh, we're not getting any of the the listener questions or the reviews or any type of social interaction <laughs> with the abundance of fans that we have, and I need to know. I look for new reviews this morning, Chalmers, to answer that question, and there were none. There were no oh new reviews. Oh, my God, we so have today, the wall. I am asking you on July 29th or whenever you listen to this podcast, leave us a review. Let us know how you're doing. Or leave us a voicemail. Don't know how to do it. I don't remember the link off the top of my head, but it will be in, <laughs> it will be in the article. <laughs> Reach out to us on socials. I don't know our tags, but uh, whatever, don't then. I will Listen. have the link for the voicemail in the article at othersnation.com where you can subscribe to the podcast. We'll get you there. Ah, the extra, the extra click. Well, I don't know. What to tell you. <laughs> These boys, no, Tyler, no, 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 the extra through. click, the extra click is good. Tyler These gave boys me have been through the ads, and that's about it. <laughs> they're showing, they're showing on Olympic coverage right now. Michael Scott's 100 yard dash. <laughs> 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 Goddamn good. And do you remember when he goes on the marathon run and he eats all the? F- the fettuccine yeah. Alfredo to carve yeah, up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then he can't run because he's got so many cramps and his nipples are changed. <laughs> that that episode is also it. great too because it's a 5K run and they just did 5K <laughs> away from the office, not in a circle of any kind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, what a show. Okay, Olympics, <laughs> Olympics. Let's talk what you, let's talk about what you guys, because I, I don't know about you guys, but I, every single time I turn, I walk into my house, I now turn on the TV and I go straight to one of the four channels that usually has Olympic coverage. And I see what they're playing, but it's constant Olympics on my TV. And what that's doing is it's introducing me to some very weird sports and some very cool sports that if there was a league with faces and names, I might follow. I, if you guys have watched the three-on-three basketball, it looks like if me, Liam, and Bag Milk went to the YMCA and played against Wanye, mm. Yeremchuk, oh. and J.R. Because nice. it is awful. I don't know where these people qualified for this. I don't know what <laughs> tournament they won. I feel like they were just like, hey, do you play basketball? <laughs> Not yeah. really. Okay, I'm you're on our three-on-three three basketball team. Because, dude, it's just like turnover after turnover. And they have to just go outside the key to like, to like change the zone. It is like half ice three on three hockey with one goalie. It is mind blowing. Have you guys seen this? I have not seen three on three basketball. I saw some highlights and it looked to me from the highlights. I didn't, I didn't see all the misses, I guess. Looked fine. It was not. I haven't seen it, but my sister came home and was like trying trying to describe this sport to me. She's like, yeah, there's three people on both sides and there's just a net. Basketball. So, oh, yeah, it's yeah. probably basketball. It didn't look like basketball. So by your evaluation and her evaluation, it doesn't sound like it's basketball. Pick up, it's pickup basketball on a half court 
if you went to a schoolyard yeah. and the yeah. other net had been mm. torn down. Oh, it's half no, torn. No, they, they, dude, stupid. They, they, they get when, if you're in your zone defending, if you're in the, the key, so think about the three point line. If you're inside of that and you're in the defensive zone and you steal the ball, you just have to go back to the three point line and then bring the ball back in. And now you're in your zone. Like it's legit half court three-on-three basketball. I'm all for new Olympic sports, and I understand you got to change with the times and shit. Ah, so you're saying bring make... back the pigeons for the old shooting contest. Oh, you got oh, to. And everybody needs to run nude like in the original Olympics. That'd be mm. cool. Yeah. But I don't think you should be able to make up a sport. Be like, it's basketball, but funkier. Like, why do we need this? I also learned, Wanye, that in 1900, the archery contest also used real pigeons. How's that? That's when you can set your watch by people. You know, they were real stand-up folk. <laughs> Ottoman Empire forever. And then you let fly with a pigeon killer. Uh, the I Hyman watched, Buster. I watched some mountain biking the other day. Man, my legs were burning just watching. That's a cool compete. sport. I can get behind mountain biking being in the Olympics. The rock walls they were climbing were basically straight up or down, with, depending on which direction of the hills they were going. It was an intense, it was a fucking intense sport to watch. Mountain biking looks way hard. I got tired just watching. What is your favorite? Everybody here, one at a time, in order of age. Chalmers is the eldest, Liam being the youngest. Yes. What yes. is your favorite Olympic sport in the Summer Olympics? Oh, I like the track. There's like the sprints. They just I'm, like, I'm looking even, forward to track too. And even the swimming sprints. Any of those. Like the 100 meter? Like just the yeah, power like, off um, the blocks? Well, as the former 400 meter uh, champion of Sherwood Heights Junior High School, oh, I nice. do you enjoy. Were. Big flex here from Liam. Rec- wow, Mazel Tov. Record holder. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Um, little humble brag. So I like watching that. That's a good one. Just I feel what the athletes are feeling pretty much. Um, that was a yeah. brag brag, by the way. That's not a humble brag. A humble brag is like, oh, I don't know. I guess I was okay. You're like, state champ, bitch. And then you spiked your phone. That's not a humble. Here's the thing about sports in the Olympics, which I've noticed, is if you get in at the very beginning, I don't really care what sport it is. The stories tell themselves. If you yeah. catch the – the diving competition from the very first diver. And there's only eight of them and they go in a row and you start to see like four dives each. You are into it. Like that's this is why you're a good, but this is why you're good. Chalmers. You understand the story behind shit. You can explain why any type of sport or player is interesting. You're good at understanding that. Because I really like those because they, I, I always like, it's the same reason why when I ask my wife, do you like that song? Yeah. Well, do you know what it's about? No. I go, there's a whole new, <laughs> there's a whole nother level of liking that song. Yes. If you knew what it was about and you knew, like you, you could feel something from that. Right. And so like to just watch people swim. Yeah. It's fucking cool. But if you know the story behind people or like just watch them have to get to that point. Right. Like there's a lot of qualifying, a lot of heats. And then you get the winners of all the heats come together and they Battle it out for gold, right? If you knew what Little John was saying when he went "Oskeet, skeet, skeet, skeet" in the hit song, Buddy, yeah, that song bangs. You'll enjoy it on you a know, different when level you, when you know the words and you know what he means by <laughs> yes. skeet, skeet. It just—it's a whole nother <laughs> level different. of banging. You know, if you really connect with it, a tear might roll down your eyes while you're uh, <laughs> throwing a fist in the air. You yeah, never really, know. You connect the, the Filipino dead. 
<laughs> but like, okay, so the I Filipino watched- deadlift lady who got the first gold in the history of the Philippines. Yes. And is like bawling and everybody's bawling and the prime minister calls and everybody's bawling. I love that about the Olympics. That you don't see cool. it in the NBA. You see guys win the NBA, whatever, even the NHL sometimes. They're like, yay, and they're happy. You don't see like the all-out commitment. Well, it's not about commitment, I guess. I don't know why. Uh, maybe because it's such a short career and you only have one Olympics, but like that lady being the first Filipino person to ever get a gold medal at the Summer Olympics – that's pretty epic. Okay, so in the same, yes, that is fucking awesome. And think about this. So two nights ago, it was 11 o'clock at night, and the game that was starting was the U.S. basketball team full of pros, multi, multi-millionaires, was playing against Iran, okay? These guys come to, to the center court, the starting fives from each team. And I put myself in the position of being one of those players from Iran. And you're like, this is the country we've been told to hate. Yet, I played basketball, Mm -hmm. and these guys are my idols. And you're getting to fist bump them, and you are getting to realize that you are now about to play them for, I think they only play 48 minutes or something. I don't know. It's a little shorter game. But you're going to play a basketball game against these guys. And... There was a couple guys like there's there's one guy on the Iranian team who's like seven two and was taking Kevin Durant to the hoop and straight up like cool and you're just like this guy's from my so it makes you also then think about the world and like there's probably some players from Iran that could legit play in the NBA yeah but I don't think there's many scouts going to Iran <laughs> to scout NBA players right nope. I wonder if there's uh, a lot of NBA scouts at the Olympics then just thinking that down the I line. I mean, maybe the dude that was the dude that was like six four and was their big or seven four, sorry, and was their highest score and was like legitimately out muscling Kevin Durant at times. God's plan. He was playing on no, he was <laughs> playing on like two bad knees. You could tell by the braces he was wearing. And he's just like, this guy has battled his whole life playing mm. this sport and loves it. And is now going up again. Isn't playing for money. Isn't is poor. Is like probably yeah, not. Doesn't have shit. any money. Yeah. And he's and he's like, if I was just born in another country, I could have been a multimillionaire mm-hmm. and an idol mm-hmm. to people. And to just I'm gonna dunk like, on Kevin Durant now because I'm Olympics watching this basketball it. game and it's all I can think about. Liam, you're shaking. You're nodding your head. Yes, like you actually watched that game as well. Did you? I watched the first quarter and a little bit and then the score was like 57 to 21 or something like that so i turned it off but yeah like yeah damian lillard got hot yeah, <laughs> they, I, but I, but they were sticking with him you yeah. you saw a, a little guy from iran straight up cross over like bam out of bio and shoot a three-pointer and you're mm-hmm. just like that's he a did. dude from iran and he just took an nba player one of the best they have crossed him over and shot a three over him do you think there's a guy in Iran that could uh, go one-on-one with Connor and snipe? Oh, yeah. That guy is probably crazy. Where do you get the, the best ice? hockey player in the world? The, the best hockey player in the world has probably never put on skates. Now, how can that be the case? Because he probably, if he would have had the type of upbringing that would have uh, fostered that type of Oh, so there's an athlete that could have adapted his skill set to oh, the best, been better. The best yeah. athlete in every he could be playing like golf or playing something. The game. There's absolutely. I think what's, what's sadder is there's somebody out there that was probably better than Connor. Maybe not Connor. 
honor. But there's somebody out there that could be the top five players in the league right now, and they either got clipped and took out a knee or quit for some reason, and they never got there. Well, for shot. sure. Look, okay, so don't look, don't look much further than NBA champion Giannis Antetokounmpo, who literally was playing in Greece and not being noticed by anybody until, like, by fluke, some guy saw some guy watched a YouTube video of him. What? And was like, yeah, some dude watched a YouTube video of this tall, lanky kid playing Greek high school the, basketball. Div two he played too. He didn't even play in the Yeah, Div two or some shit. Greek and this guy just was like, you know what? He said to his team, he said, Give me a fucking plane ticket to Greece. I want to go see this kid. And they were like, What? Why? We're not doing that. <laughs> and he's like, trust me. And so he went and that's like, yeah, there's guys that are falling between it. the cracks all over the world. And it's, yeah, that's the type of stuff when I'm watching the Olympics that you're just like, these Iranians have no business playing basketball against the best players in the world. But when that one guy shoots a crossover three in the face of an NBA player, you go, holy shit, this is fucking awesome. I love don't get me wrong. Stuff. They lost 147 to three, but the three pointer that was not man. close. <laughs> it was not close. That's really the unsung hero of the night. But that's like so Kevin Durant had 91 points. Yeah. I Kevin Durant had 91 and... points and left in a Maybach, and that poor guy from Iran went back to his room. But, you know, for a moment there, the world was equal. <laughs> yeah. I, I went back and watched the uh, water polo after he got brought up on last episode. And oh, my God. Yeah. Was a guy Impossible. literally get, getting drowned. Like, yeah, they drowned each other. They tried to drown each other. It it's like it's just really trying to kill each other straight up. I don't like it at all. No, you guys like the kayaking where they got to go through like like the the hanging, the hanging bars where Mm. they, it's like, it's like a wild rapids, but they got to like, and on the red ones, they got to go past it and then come back through it. And on the, like the green ones or black ones or whatever, they can just go straight through them. You start to like, see the lines of these people. It's impressive because you only have to watch about four or five of them. And you start to understand like, without even looking at the time, like, okay, who's really good at this and who's not. Fucking Olympics. Got Olympic fever, bag milk. <laughs> you do Olympic Running through me, boys. Running through me. <laughs> Got to go get a Slurpee to calm this fever down. Yeah, have you, you seen, Olympics by the way, either. Chalmers, the, the Slurpee talk around real-life podcast listeners has really it started. It started with our own uh, meme extraordinaire, uh, uh, the bearded Brad. Oh, no, no, no. It was sorry, Surveyor, Surve- Brett. Surveyor Brett. He sent me a picture of his local Slurpee machines, and I then it's an impressive collection. On- Buddy, it's great. Like 16 flavors. Like it's just, yeah, that's the most I've ever seen. 16. Anybody seen more than that? You got to let me know. It's still, I got to call out for banana. We got to find a banana slurpee somewhere in the city. If you find it, you tag me, you take a picture of it. I will be there within an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I did see that. Sir- Morning, noon, or night. It doesn't matter. I did see that yeah. Surveyor Brett's Circle K that he was talking about is way south side, it seems like. Yeah, that's like, Next time I got to go to Leduc, I'll go hit it. <laughs> a banana slurpee, far. hey, that reminds me of ear medicine from when I was a kid. Mm. <laughs> it's not ear medicine. It's anything medicine. It's antibiotics. Amoxicillin? It's penicillin. Yeah, amoxicillin. That's what it reminds me that of. That shit will cure want, anything. You, you basically just you had your... a bump on your toe, yeah. amoxicillin. You had a cut on your forehead, they gave you a fucking banana juice. It was Maybe you put a whole bunch of nair in a cod piece and left it on your testicles. <laughs> Actually, then there was the chalky pink one, too, though. Well, that was oh, pretty good. Dough, I believe that was that herpes was... medication, Chalmers. When you're in your teens, oh god, 
Yes. Oh, right. God. Oh, right. Herpes. I rubbed it on my balls. No, no, I'm saying like, <laughs> oh, God, I just in on that. And I didn't have herpes. I'm looking forward to back to the Olympics for a sec. I'm really looking forward. I'm with Liam. I'm looking forward to the track events. Like I said it last week, high jump is my shit. I love pole vault. In my head, I have a fantasy that I'd be good at pole vaulting, even though I've never carried one or even ran that far. But I think I can do it. <laughs> I've never run the length of there's, a pole vault. Yeah. There's two clips. Yeah. The track is going to be amazing. I love that they put it at the end, and I really want to watch every fucking second of it. But there has been some things that have happened. Like a guy set the world record in the javelin throw and put it so far through the course, like through the area that it was supposed to be thrown in, that it came like 10 feet away from the camera set up at the end of the, the, the course. And the dude's like holding the camera and this javelin comes like, like 10 feet away from him. And he's just like, oh my God. And it was right in line, like unbelievable. My brother got hit with a javelin in high school. Like, did it stick into him? It hit him across the arm, like buzzed him like a, so he's got a sweet scar in his arm on the outside of his arm. So check the one, check, check, check out the check out the clip where the la- the judge takes it right in the leg, right in the thigh, upper thigh. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> what, God. I'm pretty sure you were watching Ace Ventura too. No, this was not Braveheart. Oh yeah, Ventura. <laughs> and the guy goes down. And they warned me. They warned me when I got into javelin refereeing. This could happen. That is the hardest hardest referee umpiring in sports. The javelin judge. How do those decisions get made? How are you walking down the street one day in a smart blazer and someone stops you? They're like, sir, sir, would you like to referee international javelin? Well, you're probably a psycho and javelin at that at some point. And that's <laughs> oh, how you maybe like a former javeliner that couldn't go the <laughs> yeah. distance. They're like, do you want to be yeah. a ref? And they're like, fuck, whatever. Your parents are like, you want to play hockey, baseball, golf, soccer? You're like, javelin refereeing, fuck. Could you find me the javelin league, please, dad? <laughs> I don't want to play. I want to officiate. <laughs> okay. So do it. Let's. When is the track and field? Does anybody know? Uh, starts I don't Monday. Want to... I think they do swimming in the first week and then track and field in the second week, right? Is it only two weeks? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I think, think that's right. how they do it. Okay. Yes. Chalmers, here's, an Olympics, here's an Olympic thought for you. Ready? I saw this on Twitter. You tell me what you think about this. So if you and a shark were in a triathlon together, right? Mm-hmm. It all come down to the cycling. Yep. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> you saw that guy? Yep. I did. Funny, hey, buddy. I, I loved it. The shark in the racing, in the running. Yeah. The shark you beat me in the swim. Swimming. So I guess it would all come down to the biking. <laughs> so, well, it goes down to the cycling. I love that. I mean, of course we're going to win the cycling. What a fucking stupid thing to say. Fish doesn't even have no shoes to clip into the pedals. <laughs> Idiot. They can't breathe out of the water. Like, Jesus Christ, people. Did you guys see the cycling <laughs> event? It was uh, the not not like that. The sharks of, cycling? No, no, no. I would just, definitely watch that. <laughs> just the long one. I don't even know what it's called. The big cycling one. And so there was a the big, Tour de France. Yeah, no, no, no. It was in the tour. Tour de Olympics. It was in yeah, totally the Olympics. That one. And yeah. so there was the big nope, group coming through, and a Dutch girl won, and she's like celebrating and everything like that big sprint off at the end to get away from the group and then she's celebrating with a coach and then one of the officials comes over and was like oh you actually finished second and there's an <laughs> austrian girl who i think my dad was saying she was a teacher or she had like some everyday job was also an olympian won the event and she was like 
I think she maybe two or three minutes in front of everybody, like got way ahead of the pack. But in the Olympics, they don't have headsets and radios. With so when you're out there, you're kind of on your own and you have to read the Fuck race off, yourself. She cheated. No, she just got that far ahead of everyone, oh. and nobody knew that she was that far ahead. Oh and my she god! Won by like a, two or three minutes. I thought we had a Rosie Ruiz type situation here. Wanye, look up Rosie Ruiz Boston Marathon. I remember Rosie Ruiz. She was in that movie with Danny DeVito, the juror. What was it? <laughs> she started the Boston Marathon. She popped off into a subway station, got on the train, got off no. the train at the end. Modern day or back in the day? Got herself all wet and then ran across the finish line like she had won. <laughs> was this a modern day trickery or back in the day? Rosie shit? Ruiz was a Cuban-American fraudster who was declared the winner of the female category in 1980. Oh, yeah. When she discovered she did not run the entire race. Ruiz <laughs> finished the Boston Marathon in two hours and 30 minutes and 56 seconds, which would have been the third fastest time <laughs> ever recorded. <laughs> ah, that's fucking sweet. What I think we think about, like, how is there a basketball player in Greece that's NBA MVP worthy playing Division Two? And how can someone cheat in the Boston Marathon and take a subway? It's because there isn't always people watching. And people take that for granted. They're like, well, someone pay you, attention, surely. Like, no, man. Sometimes they are. How do you think I get into half the bars I got into back in the day? You get kicked out, and guess who's not? You wait You wait till the perfect time where the bouncer's not watching? You give a little slip. <laughs> the old you just slip act play. Like, if you just act like you're not, you're like you're confident and you're nonchalant, you get away with pretty much anything. This, oh, yeah. got, this, this is an I've hour and a half plan. so far. I've had this plan, Chalmers. I feel like you will appreciate that. My plan is this is like an Ocean's Eleven style heist that I've always wanted to do where I figure if you walk into a hotel wearing coveralls and having a fake purchase order, you could walk out the front door with the ice machine. Yep. Water bottle delivery. Be a fake Culligan water delivery guy. They'll let you in anywhere. That's what I'm saying. If you do it, with conviction, you can walk out of a hotel with the ice machine. Yeah. I wonder if I'm that's designed. my key to getting a Slurpee machine. I Just infiltrate. I work for a year. Okay. I work with for, for the Slurpee company for one <laughs> for year. <a> year. <laughs> I claim. I claim that one of the machines is broken. I get the replacement, and I just take the broken one home. Yeah. And by then, or, I'll have learned how to mix the perfect Slurpee. I'll have learned how to where to get the syrup. You would from. need to drink like 180 liters per flavor per month of your garage Slurpee machine to make the flavors not go funky while going bad. But before COVID, you you remember how many people I would have over on like a daily, weekly basis, right? I would of just course. Give them to my of course. No, okay. I'm not Lots saying it can't be done. By neighborhood kids. I see somebody walking their dog. I say, hey, banana Slurpee. <laughs> sell it out I'm the back you can sell it to the app. no not selling i'm giving it away wow maybe you yeah. could set up a lemonade stand but a slurpee stand instead and not give uh, anybody change here we go last you night, could just go I work at 7-eleven last night i went for a slurpee i just grabbed one a grape elite flavor and I, I splashed a little bit of vodka in it chalmers and the amount of people that just love a vodka slurpee that i learned last night on twitter it's just yeah that is the adult. That's the only adult beverage I feel like you can cruise around in the streets with as you're walking, of course. Yes. And nobody bats an eye. It's just the yes. boozy Slurpee. So you want next level? Yes. Next level hack for this? <laughs> of course. When you put the vodka into the grape Slurpee, what happened to the grape Slurpee? Oh, see here, this is a good point you're making because I don't want it to get too runny. 
So what I did was I powered through some of the juice of the Slurpee to make it a little bit more crystally. And okay, then that's I one added way. the vodka. Okay, that's so one now way. I'd like to know your, now I'd like to know. One way. You buy, way four, you buy four Slurpees in, um, <laughs> in, 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 uh, for, for future use. You then put them into the freezer until they freeze to a rock hard block of ice. You then take that rock hard block of ice. You dump it into your blender. You put the booze in there and you blend it. At that point, oh. it's rock. It, then it turns into like the perfect Slurpee consistency with the booze in it. Wow, that is living in the year five thousand. Yeah, it takes Homer's a little foresight. You got to you got to have a slurp a, a freezer full of Slurpees because you never know when the the hankering's going to hit for a a vodka grape or maybe a vodka orange or maybe just a nice really Ryan nice. Dr Pepper. That'd be really nice. Yeah, though, though I know is. that our circle K now, Chalmers, I'm calling it our circle K <laughs> yeah. doesn't have cherry Coke in it. I would love a cherry Coke, a little bit of rum, you know, it'd be delightful. Cherry Coke is the lost flavor. Like it is one of the most popular ones. It is nowhere to be found. But now Exciting. all you get is these like six Barks cream sodas. Who the fuck is drinking Barks cream soda? <laughs> Not me. I got Not a Barks me. cream soda about a week ago. And I'll tell you, it is an inferior cream soda. Yeah, to uh, crush? Absolutely. And this is going to become close. just like the Slurpee podcast. It's like <laughs> <laughs> every episode yes. we talk about fucking Slurpees. <laughs> Sometimes you got it, you know? It's my natural. Well, I, don't think, All right. I don't think Wanya's caught up on Big Brother, so we can't go there yet. No, no, but you can I'm talk not. without me. I don't mind. I didn't watch it last night. And plus, we are an hour and 30 mm. in, and I am positive. An hour and 30 in? People have tuned out oh, of this 15-ish. fucking thing. Yeah, it seems like uh, (laughs) end on a high with the slippery reviews. Ended on a high. My parents are out of my 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 parents are out of town. (laughs) (laughs) My wife and kids are out of town. So yeah, we might just end this on a high. You know, respect. (laughs) My parents are out of town. Oh man. Oh man, they're gonna be so surprised. They come home and find out how old I am. (laughs) 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 just empty slurpee cups everywhere with empty bottles of vodka i am legit gonna i'm going golfing in about an hour and a half and i am going to probably go and a slurpee it doesn't have to be in the freezer long chalmers you know what i was so i got jay's clubs we know this yep yes i last week i went to the driving range four times Lewis Estate's wow. not far from my, no Lewis Estate's not far from my place. You go get a large bucket of balls. Takes about an hour. It's nice. Get outside, hack away a little bit. Start yep. to, starting to figure things out. What I'll tell you, Chalmers, and I think you'll appreciate this as the single guy on this podcast, Liam. I don't know where you're at. Taken driving range, babes on the driving range, Chalmers. It's the new. It's the new grocery store. It could be. It could be. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Driving ranges are hot, but golf has we talked about this two podcasts ago three podcasts ago golf has had a huge huge come up in, in the um the young people's world it is big right now and uh yeah i haven't been to a public driving range in a while uh i, I think i might uh want to go well <laughs> if that's come, what you're telling me. swing out to the west end we'll go because i it's been it's yeah there's just a lot of beautiful women out there hacking away you know and here I am, deafening my driver all over the place and embarrassing myself. And if a girl laughs at you, you say, girl, I'm only good at one thing, and that's sex. <laughs> I'm not that good at that either. So yeah. <laughs> no way I'm not better at that than this. Sex. 
Uh, Would you rather have a good golfer or a good sexer? Because I am neither. Do you want a Slurpee? (laughs) (laughs) I've got six bucks in my pocket to get us a couple (laughs) Slurpees, and I'm amazing at the sex. I've taken a job. So your move. Your move, (laughs) ma'am. Your move. Uh, All right. All right. That can probably come to an end now, then, I suppose. Probably. On On another high note. All right, everybody. Thank you very much for listening, and we will see you next week. Have a good weekend. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Real Life Podcast. Don't want to miss any of our nonsense? Hit the subscribe button and give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.